Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, we're so happy to be here with everybody today. We want to do a quick Ooh. shout out to Greensboro, North Carolina. Thank you so much, Greensboro. Hey, Greensboro. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. And we appreciate you. Do make sure to reach out to us, please, at graceintheshadowsor.org. That's our website. You can reach out to us by email at Dr. Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows, or.org, and you can call or text at 251-244-4645. We do have a Facebook page and Twitter, and we're just so glad that you're here today. We've got some guests. Why don't you introduce we our do. guests? Cassidy and Bob. Bob's been on here before. Yes. Uh, I think it's been several months. It's and, been a while. Uh, yeah. The technology was kind of being persnickety. It was raining in the background, and we wanted him back, and yes. he brought his daughter, Cassidy. Yes. And we are excited <laughs> to hear well, both of you guys. Definitely. Thank you guys for coming. Hey. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having us. We're happy You're to welcome. have you today. You're welcome. Cassidy, I'm going to start start with you. Okay. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your, your story, your, you know, um, you know where you, you came from. We all have a story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God has taken us from one area to another. And I think that your story is going to be very scintillating for everyone. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So I um, grew up with a single dad. Um, So my biological mom, she passed away whenever I was young. I was six years old. Um, And so it was just my younger brother, um, Jason, and my dad. And we grew up um, together. And we, of course, faced a lot of challenges. Um, My dad struggled with alcoholism. And there was a lot of like, um, emotional abuse and some physical abuse that came from that. Um, mm-hmm. So throughout my middle school and then leading into high school, um, I was, it wasn't the best living situation. Um, and so my first year of high school, I actually was placed into foster care after my biological dad went to jail. Um, and so my brother and I, we grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina, and we um, had to move all the way to Raleigh. It was like a two hour drive and it was a big change for us. Um, It was navigating through that. We lived with four different foster families um, and it was a whirlwind um, to say the least. Eventually, um, whenever I was 17, I was adopted by Britta and Bob. And so I've been living with them ever since. Well, not living with them anymore. I just got married last year, but they're my friends and I love them. Um, And it's just been, it's been a great journey. And even like through the bad, um, God has really shown up in in ways to just prove that he is faithful and um, faithful to us. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so sorry that you had to have those things in your life. Um, but I'm just so glad that God put you in Bob and Brenda's life so, you know, they could work through you and, and he could work through them. So that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, uh, Cassidy, what would you say the positives and negatives are of adoption? So the main positive is, I mean, you get to get out of your current situation that you're in. Um, That's obviously traumatic and, you know, not a good place to be in. Um, 
And you get to be with a family that loves you and cares for you. And you know that even after you turn 18 and you are on to the next stages of life, that you always have a support system. Um, Britta and Bob are both like my best friends. Um, I'm always over at their houses, even now that I don't live with them, always coming up for family dinners, just having someone to like spend the holidays with. They are truly like my family. Um, And I tell them all the time, I'm like, it doesn't even feel like I was, I've never, like, I, there was a time when I didn't live with you guys because you're, you're my family. Um, but there are some negatives that go along with it too. Um, for the biggest part is, I mean, there is that struggle in the beginning um, because you want to see your biological parents do the, the right thing and right. you want right. them to make the right choices and love you and show that. Um, and sometimes that's just not always the case and they're just not fit to take on that, you know, that parental role. Um, and even navigating like a new household can be very challenging. I mean, whenever I entered Britta and Bob's house, I was a teenager. And so, you know, you kind of are already like set in your beliefs and, you know, your values and, and you're going into someone else's home and that can, Uh-oh. We lost you for a second. We lost you for a Uh-oh. second, Cassidy. I didn't know one. That's okay. We can hear you now. Um, perfect. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah, there are some challenges with that. Just going into someone else's household and and you know, and on the child side, um, whenever you experience a lot of trauma, like it's hard to be parented. And so even with that like that relationship of having a healthy parent. Um, and learning that, okay, like there may be like discipline, but it's in a positive way and it's to teach me and that that's also hard and, and to navigate that. But overall, it, the, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives, of course. That's, that's awesome. Good. That's awesome. What, what, what's your, uh, you know, adoption, you know, I'm sure from your perspective, you could, you know, there's pros and cons and that there is a great need. And uh, probably even looking back, I mean, you're you're kind of a professional at this. Uh, you, you know, this is a ministry mm-hmm. for you. Uh, <clears throat> what could have prepared you more? I, I threw a lot at you, didn't I, Bob? <laughs> that's, that, that's okay. You always do, Jonathan. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it, Bob. <laughs> with, how could you have been prepared, maybe looking back, mm-hmm. uh, prepared maybe a little more uh, resources and things like that? Um, you know, probably the biggest thing that would have prepared me and my wife more is learning, learning more about trauma based children, um, and, and how to, how to navigate that, that nurturing avenue you have to take. There's a, a lot of times when, when kids are in foster care and, or they're being adopted to another family, you know, they, they come with trauma and it's not their fault. Um, they don't know how to deal with it. They, they they need certain guidance and if you don't know how to it can really turn into a nightmare and the the, the biggest thing is you know like the bible says i have to decrease so he may increase right and the, and the biggest oh, yeah. when like when cassidy first came to our house um we loved her the second her and J- and her brother jason walked in the front door um, but it was like, one of the first things I noticed was I was like, we told that girl not to wear her shoes on the carpet and she's just not listening. And, and it's one of those trivial things that 
you know, me, I look back at it and I made kind of a mistake. I was harping on it too much, but it, you have to learn how to deal with, with a, a child's mindset and, and their set of ways and, and how learning how to get them to trust you, um, to look up to you as not just a parental figure, but as somebody that's, that's going to hold their hand and that's going to help them. So I think education and any type, and I, I pump on seven homes because they're, they're a trust based, uh, company and they, and they, they, they focus on that, that you, the children have to learn to trust you. So if more people would get educated on how to do that, I think the better off everybody will be, but you got to get out of yourself and you have to get into their, uh, into their zone and parent them from their zone, bringing them to yours instead of just telling them to get into yours. You got to bring them and you got to bring them with love and some nurturing mercy and grace. And it's, it's hard because, um, when you don't know what you're doing and you think, and you think you do, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. And, and I'll admit it. Uh, so I think more education on learning how to deal with trauma-based uh, children in the foster care system, I think the better off the entire family will be. Right, right. Yeah. And what company you you mentioned the co- Seven Homes? Yes, yeah, Seven Homes is located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Shout out to Greensboro. Um, yes, yeah, Seven Homes is there. The uh, director is uh, Ken Maxwell. It, it's a okay. it, it is an absolutely amazing organization. Um, they're not they're not in the business of just finding beds. They're in the business right. of, of finding families that'll work, and and that is key. You know, what's really cool is we were shouting out to cities (laughs) and we have, you know, quite a few cities. We have uh, listeners from all over the country. Awesome. And and, uh, we happen to pick Greensboro. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is so crazy. Cool. Well, you didn't so, happen to pick it, Jonathan. It was picked for that, you. You know that. It was absolutely <laughs> God. 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 <laughs> Hashtag Calvinism. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> no, you're I'm fine. not going to get Cassidy and you uh, debating anything. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is adoption. Well, since we are talking about that, Bob or Cassidy, okay. adoption, biblically, you know, is there a biblical precedent in regards to adoption? Cassidy? Absolutely. I mean, I yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that the church has an obligation to step up and care. I mean, the the orphan, um, the widow, I mean, that's that's God's heart, you know. And so I think that if God specifically referenced that in the Bible and and I mean Christians should step up and, and take care of the orphan. I mean, yeah, um, it's, it's like you mentioned earlier. I mean, it's, it's a ministry and it's a way to serve God and, and to serve his children. And I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that you can, you can read the Bible without coming away with the overall redemptive story you know, God's mm-hmm. master story. It's, it's all about redemption. It's all about, uh, taking people that are not his and making them his. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Paul talks about it a lot in Romans and Ephesians and Galatians. Um, he, he, we're, we're spirits 
of adoption. We've been, you know, Ephesians says we were predestined to adoption. Um, uh, Romans is clear on, well, even James is clear on the widows and orphans, like Cassidy had said. Um, but you, you can't walk away from it with it. We're all adopted. And it's, it's mentioned yeah. over and over and over again that God has adopted us to himself through Christ. And you just can't walk away without it. So when you, when you read the Bible and you, and you study words like adopted, adoption, um, you, God's master plan is bigger than we could even put our, our, our heads around. Um, and reading the gospels for sure, it's all about taking people that are not his and making them his. So I think adoption is, is like the main theme. One of the main themes, I can't pinpoint it to one, but. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Adoption, adoption, adoption. And we, and like I had said to you before on one of the previous episodes is that, you know, if, if James says that we're supposed to be doing it, I mean, we, we can't stand in front of the mirror and not do it and say to ourselves, we can't do it or we shouldn't do it. We, we really don't have a choice. Um, rather it's taking children or helping people with children or helping organizations that help the children and ad adoption and fostering isn't for everybody. I mean, we know that we, we understand that, but I've, I've always been in a position where, and I've said it many times, it's, you know, never sell anything that you're willing and you're able to give away. So even anything like the Department of Social Services or you've got furniture or clothes and you take them to Goodwill. Well, how about another Goodwill and bring them and uh, contact these organizations and say, we have all these clothes and we have these things because the children need them. So um, mm -hmm. it, it's all about taking care of the kids. Definitely. I'm going to divert a little bit from the questions that Jonathan sent you. <laughs> and I'm going to okay. ask this That's fine. naturally. Go ahead. You know, Cassie, you came in as a teenager. Um, a lot of times people want to foster or adopt babies and they don't realize the need of teenagers, you know, being fostered and adopted. Um, can y'all speak to that? The importance of, of you being adopted and fostered as a teenager, Cassidy and Bob, why you adopted teenagers instead of looking for babies? Do you want to? Whoever wants to. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah, you go. can go first. Um, well, well, I'm 58 years old, so I'm not looking for babies. Um, <laughs> no, we, 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 we started off wanting small children. Um, mm -hmm. but as you know, we agreed to do a respite care at first, a five day stay. And after meeting Jason and Cassidy, I mean, as soon as they walked in the door, we were like, oh my gosh. Okay. So we spent five days with them and when they had to leave, it was kind of sad. Um, yeah. It all worked out for the best in the long run, obviously, but um, the teenagers, they, we just developed a heart for them because they've, they're, they're really set in their ways and people don't want the teen. Well, they think they don't want the teenage. They call them, they call them mean agers, right? Because they're mean. And, <laughs> and, and a lot of them are, and Cassidy, you were a little mean too, yeah. but it, 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 she was, but you can't, you, you just, the teenagers, they're at that point of their life where if they don't really get 
a strong family together to really help them at that point of their lives. They're getting ready. They're young adults. They're getting ready to spread their wings. They need to have, they need to have a catch net under them. They need to have um, a family that's going to love them no matter what. And the, the teenagers, yes, we love the little kids. Yes. They need families. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but it's that critical point of their lives where they really need somebody that they're going to want to listen to and that they trust. And the teenagers are special. Absolutely. Cassie, I mean, I'm sure you, you know, teenagers that did not get an opportunity to be adopted and, and maybe their life was not set on a good trajectory. So how do you feel um, this helped you being a teenager being adopted? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like I mentioned, like growing up, I did not have like a stable, like healthy dynamic between like a, a parent child relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And so all of like all throughout my childhood and, and high school year, middle school and high school years, I was just looking for like a way out. Um, right. I, I cannot wait to start my life on my own so I can just change the way that I grew up. And I was Bob knows this. I was very hard headed and I like had a plan <laughs> and like I wanted to do that plan. And if anyone tried to stop me, it was very frustrating um, okay. just because I, I wanted a way out. Um, and so then whenever I was adopted, um, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, you you navigate and you realize and you start breaking down that trauma and you start realizing like there are people that love me and that care for me. Um, and I think that every teenager should get to experience that who's in the foster care system. Like Bob was saying, like, that's such a critical point in your life. I mean, I was adopted at 17. Anyone could have looked at that and been like, oh, you know, she'll be 18 in less than a year. Like, you know, she, her life was already fine. But I mean, it was so important to have a support system to motivate me through college, um, through relationships, through jobs. And if if a teenager doesn't have that, I mean, look at the statistics. I mean, so many teenagers, if they age out, they end up overdosing, they're in prison, and they're not making smart decisions. Mm. And, you know, that's our next generation. Those are the people that are leading in and, and the ones in this in this world right now, like we should be focusing on them. So it's true. That's fabulous. I think it's just so wonderful that God put y'all together and that they adopted you at 17. That is just an amazing thing. Because like you said, you know, a, lo- a lot of people are not realizing the importance of that. So hopefully our listeners will realize the importance of adoption for 17, 18 year olds. And of course, younger, just like you said, to set them on a better path. I think that is amazing. Because that really sets the foundation for your entire life to some to mm-hmm. some great degree, I would assume. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, here's here's a good one, and we'll end on a, a better, uh, an easier one for you guys. But the <laughs> brothers and sisters casting, uh, how how was that growing up with brothers and sisters uh, uh, adopted and all that? Was it was it fun? Was it good? Was it hard? Was it similar to biological? brothers and sisters or, or, or no? Uh, I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely a challenge, <laughs> um, but <at> the <laughs> day, like we all care for each other and, you know, the relationships are very interesting um, because you're taking multiple different teenagers who all come from different backgrounds. They come from mm-hmm. 
different things. You're, you don't grow up in the same household together and you're all trying to navigate life. Um, and whenever you look at like our family dynamic, we literally had a t- like a child at every age. There was like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So it was like one at each stage. And it was, I mean, it's, it can be crazy at times because I mean, te- like Bob was saying, like teenagers are mean. And so whenever you put a bunch of them in the same household together, like there were multiple times when we didn't get along and that's a struggle or, or we were trying to compete for Britta and Bob's, you know, attention or, or what, whatever. But at the, at the end of the day, I mean, still to this day, we're all very close and I'm thankful for the relationships because we were, we would have never been friends outside of being in Britta and Bob's house. But now like, I know that they have my back and I have theirs. And I mean, it's a great relationship. Yeah. And, and from a, from a parental standpoint, Cassidy's right. It was very difficult. There were, there were days that me and my wife, Britta, we would just sit back and look at one another and say, I can't believe that happened. And, <laughs> and it was, yeah. And, it, and a lot of it was when you look at it, because they all come from, uh, from a trauma background, but it's different trauma. And it's trying to negotiate all of those, those personalities and all those trauma things is it was very hard. One thing I found that worked pretty well, and I hope Cassidy agrees with that is I would take, I would take time and I would have just like a daddy daughter date night. Uh, a daddy daughter breakfast day. Um, take, uh, I'd take my son to, uh, my sons to the gun range, say, and we would go and we would have fun at the gun range. I would take, um, Cassidy to our favorite restaurant here in Garner. We would sit down and she would chow down on that, on that, uh, that ham and egg biscuit that she made. <laughs> so, uh, it was something, it was something that Cassidy enjoyed. It, it gave us time where we could bond just together. Um, one of my other daughters loved Chinese. We would go to a Chinese buffet and it's finding just being able to let them know that you do, you do care about them. You love everybody the same, although everybody has to be parented differently because they're different children. Uh, we ask for a little grace in, in that area because what one may think is unfair, the other one may think is fair. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act that it takes time and practice, but in the long run, as long as the children are able to uh, know that each one of the parents uh, care about them the same. And my wife would do the same thing. She would take Cassidy on, on, on date afternoons or shopping or whatnot. And my other daughter and my boys. And um, yeah, as long as you can do that and it, it works out really well in the long run, it's not easy at first. Um, but from a parental standpoint, when you sit back and you look at everything um, at the end game, quote unquote, it made a big difference. It made a huge difference. That's wonderful. Cassidy, <clears throat> this is even more important than being adopted. Uh, your spiritual adoption. Tell us a little bit about your salvation and spiritual story, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so whenever I was growing up, I did not go to church, and that was not a big part of my life. It was actually my, one of my or my first foster um, family that introduced me to the church and showed me the importance of it. And at first, I was a little skeptical because, um, you know, you're— you're going to church and, and you're hearing things like God is faithful to you and God loves you. And you look at your own 
situation and you're like, well, how can that be true? Like, you know, all of the things that I've been through and, you know, is God really on my side? Um, but after going for, for weeks and then months and getting plugged in, um, I was able to, you know, come to terms with that, that God is faithful and that God loves his children. And there are bad things that happen, but it is all for a greater good. Um, and it was actually kind of cool because then I could look back and, kind of pinpoint things like, well, if I, you know, didn't have this happen in my life, then I wouldn't, you know, this other thing wouldn't happen. And, and you kind of just all see it, um, work together. And so honestly, I'm, I'm thankful for that first foster family for introducing me to the church, because now it's a big part of my, my husband and I's, um, relationship as well, just going to church and getting plugged in and, you know, knowing that you have that spiritual side to rely on. So. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You know, uh, Paul said something very interesting, Cassidy and Bob. Uh, he, Paul, Paul must have been a Southerner because <laughs> he says in Romans 8, 18, I reckon, reckon. <laughs> yep. uh, that our present sufferings are not worthy compared with the glory that will be received in, in us in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we experience suffering here. We experience evil. We see it every day. Yeah. But as Christians, we hold on to that fact that this is just a little, not even a blip on history right. in yeah. comparison to eternity with Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. He said it was a momentary affliction, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. took more beatings. He stopped counting, right? He says he's taking right. beatings without without number. And yeah. I, I love what Cassidy said, um, because what did Joseph say to his family? Uh, he said, what you intended for evil, God yeah. intended for good. And, yeah. and it, it's again, the redemptive story. It's, um, right. it's, it's amazing. And it's not over. No. It ain't over. We still got <laughs> a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Well, we just so appreciate both of you joining us today and, and talking a little bit about your story, how God has worked in, in your lives. Um, and we want, you know, our listeners to hopefully, if, if you've been thinking about fostering or adoption, hopefully uh, this will help you. We will get the um, website for Seven Homes and we'll put it in the show notes. Yes, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we will do that. And, and, you know, just thank you so much for being used of God, both of you, and being willing to tell your stories. And, and I know, Cassidy, God's going to continue, and Bob is going to continue to do amazing things in your lives. And I'm just so thankful for that. God is good. Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Please remember that God can take your mess and turn it into a message for His glory, for your good. Thank you. Have a good good rest of the weekend for you guys. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you.